Welcome to the Heroic Hour, the podcast where we discuss and bring together technology, leadership, and culture to help you get business, life, and you mission ready. I'm your host, Nicholas McGill, Chief Experience Officer for Heroic Media. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 13. Now, in this episode, I'm going to talk about some really gritty topics. It's about to get real in here. I'm going to talk about the concept of fairness, the importance of unfair advantages in, in business and life, and then I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to give you some unfair advantages by telling you about things like the corporate underground, the hidden job network for executives, and as well as tips on how to elevate your life and get into those ranks. You're not going to hear this anywhere else, I promise. So without further ado, let's dive right in and let's get started. Here's a hard fact of life that mom probably didn't give you. The concept of fairness beyond the opportunity to strive and work hard to achieve a great life is a complete fairy tale. A great life isn't something that you're entitled to have. You're given the opportunity to build or to squander a great life with every choice you make. It's still a jungle out there, even in 2016. So let's dive into this concept. You know, what is fairness? When you get right down to it, fairness as a value means that you're venturing life seeking no advantage over anyone else in the field. If you believe in fairness, you show up to the field naked and ignorant by definition with no advantage over anybody else. Because that's what fairness really is. It's equality, right? And when you think that through and you chase that all that rabbit all the way through, right? Fairness as a practice is about creating a 50-50 shot, an even playing field for everyone. And just to have a 50-50 chance, you have to hope that the other people who show up, your competitors, are, are thinking in the same way, with the same spirit of fairness. And this, to me, is, of course, absurd. This is why fairness is always about someone aiming for the lowest common denominator or crying foul because they didn't step up their game. So think about this as a value and strategy. You know, does, does, does the concept of fairness really reflect how life works? Does creating an even playing field for everyone, you know, does that result in rainbows, unicorns, success, and wealth for everyone? Nope. No way. Hell no. Doesn't happen. Period. Championing fairness as a value is like screaming for, to, for the creation of a crowded street corner full of people trying to sell stuff but they can't distinguish one brand uh, from the next because to do so would have, you know, an advantage, an inequality, something that's not right. Think about the evolution of life. Think about a job opportunity or your industry or the economy as a whole. If you were to show up naked and ignorant in the spirit of fairness with an expectation of fairness that everybody's going to get a fair shot, you know, with the expectation that life is fair and everybody's going to act that way, what do you think happens? Who gets the job and opportunity? The guy who develops an advantage through strategy and preparation and, and tools, or the person who share, shows up just naked and ignorant with an expectation? One of my points here is that you can venture out with a sense of entitlement, and that indeed seems to be 
you know, the, the popular thing to do. You, you know, you expect fairness and that hope and karma are going to win the day. But you can see just how well you're going to do uh, in the real world. And my point there is don't ask us, don't ask the rest of us to do the same thing. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Now, I once took a survival course taught by a force recon Marine, and he was a true badass. And he told us this story of where he was making fun of primalists. And primalists are these people who go out into the woods without any gear. Um, and, and their thinking is they're so trained on the worst case uh, scenario that if they get trapped by a storm or um, lo- you know, locked on, on the mountain, that they can rub two sticks together and make a fire. So they'll go, they'll go out you know, in shorts and flip-flops with you know, no lighter, no gear whatsoever, and expect to survive the worst that life can throw at them. Guess what? This this force recon sniper, he volunteers in search and rescue, and it's his job to pull the bodies off the mountain. And he and he shares that story to to kind of explain his point that, you know, it's it's to support this lesson of being prepared, being mission ready, and and not expecting nature to treat you fairly or with any amount of respect. The real world conditions are not at all magically focused on bringing you riches and abundance. You have to work for them. You have to plan. You have to think. You have to act. Like You you have to train and get shit done to build that world that you want. Business and life are the same way. In the market, in the real world, in real life, the stakes are your life and livelihood. There's no force that balances it out magically. No government is going to come and bail you out. No amount of laws is going to level the playing field to make life suddenly produce an easy button for everyone. It doesn't work that way. It's going to be the assertive hustlers, the people who do the work, they get to reap the rewards. So we need to let go of this concept of fairness as a value that it's somehow everybody, it's going to balance out and everybody will win. Now let's talk about another concept, advantage. You probably don't have a functional definition for what advantage means in your head. And I really like to uh, learn these definitions. And so an advantage is a condition or circumstance that puts one in a favorable or superior position. So by definition, having an advantage means inequality. If you practiced harder, if you studied harder, you have an advantage. It's an unequal playing field because you have you know, some, uh, a condition, a circumstance going for you that the other guy does not. And so people like to whine and complain that, hey, that's not fair. Well, that's a ridiculous notion. And which would you like to address? Uh, You know, which do you want to address the real world with? The, The expectation of fairness or the benefits of unfair advantages? Which would you rather have? You want advantages, don't you? Even if they're unfair right? Insight, talent, wisdom, experience, all of these are unfair advantages compared to the novice, to the know-nothing, right? They give you an edge and put the odds in your favor beyond the 50-50. So this is why I choose and will continue to choose to show up mission-ready for life, armed to the teeth with knowledge and tools and values and purpose, because I know better. I don't want 50-50 odds. I don't want, nor do I trust, to expect fairness in any environment that I'm, I'm seeking to succeed in. I want to lead, build, learn, and grow to develop 100% confidence in absolute victory, not a 50-50 shot. Sorry, that's the way I roll. And so this is a lesson that, that I, I hope you get will get you mission ready for life if you embrace this idea of turning off 
the, the concept of fairness as a value um, throughout most of many aspects of life. The expectation of fairness is a fairy tale. It's something we we try to teach little kids to help them cope as they their brains mature to deal with realities. Fairy tales are luxuries we give to comfort children, but as we become adults, we learn to see and confront the world as it is, and we have tools and thinking and processes to do that. There are real winners and losers even when you turn off the scoreboard. Even though you want everyone to feel equally and fairly a winner, as if they're all entitled to it, there is somebody who knew he did better than the other guys that day. There's somebody who, who... crushed it on the court and she goes home in a nice car to a nice home to an amazing family or if it's you and you're that person if you're the winner you know you're going home doing your victory dance maybe to an amazing and attractive spouse my point here is don't hate winners don't try to stop winners and stop the the bad feelings of that those bad feelings of hating losing you know you need to hate losing it's okay to hate losing it doesn't feel good to lose we're biologically hardwired to hate losing. We recognize when we're not uh, bringing our A game and succeeding. That's okay. We, you need to focus on what isn't serving you. Losing doesn't serve you beyond the lesson that teaches you that losing sucks and you'd rather win. Losing sucks. Say it again. Losing sucks. Teach your children. Losing sucks. Teach them how to cope with it. Don't try to avoid the growing pains of learning that losing sucks. Losing, heartache, all of it, it all sucks. It doesn't feel good, but there are lessons to be learned from loss. That's what makes you get up, dust yourself off, try harder, look at yourself, look at what you can own and what you can do differently to get out there and and become better. The hard truth that most people aren't fessing up to Uh, is that in life, in order to win, you need to have all the advantages you can cultivate and grab to build, live, and enjoy the great life in the real world. And that's what I'm all about, being mission-ready to build, live, enjoy the great life by cultivating all of the advantages I can get my hands on to make life better and easier for me and my loved ones and my customers and my community, period. Not, fairness has nothing to do with it. That's it's a fairy tale. Now, you can be over there bitching and moaning about fairness and hoping for something to magically happen to balance things out. Or, or you could try to pass laws to turn off life's scoreboard. I'll be over here hustling, putting foot to ass and the nose to the grindstone, reading, learning, doing, and exploring, and we'll see which is more effective. And there's going to be an army of people with me, and they're going to succeed. And at the end of the day, you're just going to have excuses and victimy stories and you're not going to feel good. You're not going to win. The bottom line, you know, another angle on this is that trouble uses every damn trick in the book. And so will I. I won't squander my opportunity and I don't want you to squander your opportunity or hinder your odds in the name of hope or, or complaining with an expectation of fairness from the world. It's just unrealistic. The world will gobble you up and make you its bitch if you sit there and let it. So don't seek to be dumber or slower or more naive to give your competitors an equal shot. That's ridiculous, right? You want as many advantages, you know, unfair advantages as you can get. Now, before I move on, I want you to decide right now, 
you know, do you want an equal playing field? Really? Do you want the lowest common denominator and leave no idiot behind? In your business, in your life right now, is that what you want? Or do you want to put in the work, cultivate the real advantages and use them to build, live and enjoy the great life? If you want to live in the spirit of fairness and that everybody should have equal results, don't bother listening to the rest of this podcast because you're going to find it hard not to use what I'm about to give you. I'm here to help people get mission ready and make life really unfair for their competition. I want you to have unfair advantages so that you can, you know, lead, build, live and enjoy a great life. It's not about other people suffering as a result of that. It's just the reality of knowing that you're equipping yourself with things that other people do not have. So speaking of unfair advantages, I bet you've never heard about the corporate underground or the collection of hidden networks and the hidden job market for executives and top-level advisors. To the best of my knowledge or awareness, there aren't many podcasts that speak to people who have already passed the beginning stages. It seems that's where all the money's at to round people up to teach them how to start. I'm not really interested in that so much as because there's plenty of content and plenty of people who talk about getting started. I'm really talking to people who've already started hustling, they have a practice, maybe they've done some executive work, Maybe they're a top-tier consultant. Maybe they're a mid-tier consultant and they want to upgrade. I am On this episode, I'm going to give you some tools, some invitations and opportunities and some unfair advantages on how to get there. And that is going to be through you know, one of the networks within that corporate underground. That's going to be through this hidden job network that I'm going to go into and describe and explain how it works and then give you a direct opportunity to get involved. It's a, you know, And I'll help you out. I'll vouch for you in that and you'll hear about that. In just a second. So, and if you're a newbie, hang in there. Don't worry. I will give you a plenty of tips and tricks um, after this segment that can help you get to this point where you can benefit from these types of networks. I promise you, you'll love these four steps that I'm going to give you. Now, I'm not talking about LinkedIn or some LinkedIn group. I'm talking miles beyond that. There exists a different kind of community that offers, amongst other things, access to a treasure trove of resources, including not only that hidden job market, but the access to the biggest and brightest advisors, the opportunities, and the connections that truly make careers explode. You probably never heard of that, and you don't know where to find it. And, I'm, and the linchpin to this hidden job market is, is the singular membership network, a pay-to-play platform where executives and top-tier advisors they gather and meet to collaborate and strategize and jockey for roles that serve as the gateway drug to corporate career upgrades. There are direct executive roles that are hand handed, in the, handed over in this good old boys network uh, full of men and women, and where there's these also these more uh, flexible advisory board roles in this network that are served up on a platter to those who know how to play. Talk about an unfair advantage. This is an example of how being in the know makes all the difference. Imagine being on the shortlist by default. Imagine being an advisor at the top of your game, well-positioned, well-groomed, well-informed, well-educated. Like imagine being at, on a shortlist and automatically participating in a, an environment where there are very few competitors where all of those competitors and those other candidates and those other executive candidates and those other advisor uh, candidates, um, they're not even making the cut. No one's even hearing about them. That's the network we're talking about. And uh, to get in, 
you know, there are some requirements and secret handshakes that you need to know about. First of all, this is for executives and executive advisors. This isn't for posers or the inexperienced. This is for like executives at the VP or C-suite only who want access to an exclusive list of opportunities to advisory boards, board of directors, or executive suite roles. It's also for experienced communicators able to impart their experience and their knowledge at the executive or senior leadership level. And the people in these networks, they'll smell fraud a mile out. The system is designed for top tier talent only. So you got to bring your A A game. You know, heroic insiders know how we roll. Now, the other requirement here is it ain't cheap to be involved in these secret platforms. The platform that we know of, that I know of, it costs between 200 and 300 per month. If that's a lot of money to you, if that sounds like a lot of money to you, you probably don't swing at the executive level you need to to be in, or, in order to really benefit from this type of group. This is pennies on the dollar compared to the rest of the corporate underground and how it rolls. To get in, you got to know somebody. You have to know somebody on the inside to refer you into the network. Coming in cold uh, without the right connections and, you know, and succeeding in the first year, membership's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. Most rookies meander and get table scraps unless they know some people and know what they're doing. So just like with anything else, you'll need a wingman to ensure you're eating with the right fork. You have your ducks in a row. And, you know, I'm going to lend you mine for free. I'll put it up in the show notes. You can talk to my guy. He's amazing. Um, and if you and I get paid nothing for this. There's no solicitation here. I'm not selling you on this. I'm trying to invite you into an, an opportunity. I get no commission, no kickback whatsoever. Zero zip, nada. This is just a way for me to empower you and give you no excuses on the opportunities to upgrade your life, right? So if you fit the bill, you can afford what I just talked about and all those fees. And especially if you're already a member of my insider group, this is what I'm delivering to you. I can vouch for you and I can get you in. But I only work with growth-minded, abundant-thinking, A-game, major league collaborators on my success team in these networks. And if you're wondering why I'm not name-dropping the platform or network uh, on this podcast itself directly, that's simply because I don't want to send a flood of bad candidates uh, to that network. And, you know, realistically, hey, I don't want to invite all the competition there either. I want to vet candidates and hook them up and hook you up um, and bring you on board with my success team so that we can make it work and make it win to our mutual advantage. Sorry. I mean, if you're a competitor to me and what I do at the executive level, sorry, you're out of luck. I'm here to give, you know, an unfair advantage to everybody else, not my competitors. Anyway, I'm not selling anything. I'm always looking ways to to basically bolster my success team. There are advisors and executives and candidates that I benefit from directly by having them in my Rolodex, by knowing you guys, knowing what you're doing, knowing all about what you do and connecting other people to you. So if you make the cut, I will join your success team and, and I will do whatever I can to make you uh, help you become a full-fledged member and a rock star in that network. So if you're interested, be sure to check out the show notes uh, for this episode at getheroic.com. If you're not in the insider group, sign up for that too so we can collaborate and I can give you more details and explain um, in more depth how it all works and you know what it is and connect you to my guy on the inside. Now, if this doesn't apply to you and you're like bored out of your mind, and you're still a street level hustler or a newbie, don't worry, I got some awesome tips to help you get to that higher level. So 
the premise of this question, of course, the question that the newbies ask, the questions that people who haven't, you know, just hit it and made it and, and found that comfort level yet is how do you elevate yourself to become that contrarian corporate advisor? How do you get that opportunity? Now, if you got your uh, MBA on the street versus in the school, how do you get to that executive level? How do you break through the barriers that are there? And there are many and you know them and you feel them weighing upon you and you're looking for a way in. Well, I'm going to give you some tips that I've used. Here's what I've recommend. These are four steps. So this is a no bull rodeo episode. Number one, find key opportunities to work on larger, meaningful projects. I don't care if you have to be an unpaid intern or volunteer. I want you to think bigger. Identify a good target at a large level. Maybe an economic development group for a large uh, city project or developing a better events platform for the local metropolitan area near you or a project that has nothing to do with lo locality or, or geographic region altogether. Something that, you know, is like a startup that gives real value, right? Which is less than 10% of them these days. It's probably less than 1%. They're not really passing that test of delivering value. You need to look for something that has the capacity and appearance of being big and you want to get yourself involved uh, in this. Now, all you need to do is be within a certain level of proximity, get involved at first. I don't care if this means working at the corporate cafe and talking to the CEO on the elevator up and down each day. It freaking works to do this. Be smart. Do not use the Chamber of Commerce. They expect this. They're relying on you, you having this attitude of going after them. They are an outdated legacy model. I will crap all over them until they step up their game. They will break you in your volunteer effort long before you break through to the top floor and access their board members. You know, if you've ever joined a chamber, you can know how much access do you have to your board. If you're in a large city, the reality is a majority of the executives at the boards of those chambers, it's an honorary title. They don't want to interact with the locals. They don't want to interact with the low-level members. This is the reality of the way things work. So it's not a real opportunity to begin with. It's a waste of freaking money. Don't do it. Look for a better opportunity, a bigger one where you can get better recognition and more value out of. Number two, once you find your project, insist on an awesome title. If you're working on a project for free, usually people will throw a title at you. This is a resume builder, so don't settle for intern, associate, partner, or any watered-down bullshit title. Be an advisor, be a manager, and then learn those roles and responsibilities so that you can live them. It's really easy to Google and read 10 articles on best practices for new managers. There's no excuses here. Get that label. That label matter. You know, it matters. Words freaking matter. On a single extended trip to the toilet, you could read the one-minute manager and be armed with 80-20 of, of good management. I'm not kidding. It's that simple. Number three, you want to go out and interview the top 20 or at least the top 10 people in whatever industry you want to go into and serve. You want to offer to write blogs about them, profile pieces, very few people and executives say no to free publicity and puff pieces. So this gives you an opportunity to ask them key questions about, you know, if you were to ask them how uh, they would start over, if they were to start over from scratch, what would they do differently? What mistakes did they make? What best practices and tips do they have? What, what regrets, if any, do they have? Under the guise of an interview and a puff piece, people tend to open up and share freely because their guard is down, because their ego is stroked, 
and they'll be honest and giving and charitable in the information and insight that they'll give to you. I've used this tactic since I was in college and I found this alone, just interviewing these people alone, leads directly to new opportunities for the kind of work I wanted to go into. And this can work for you too. Listening to somebody else interview all the top tier experts in your area is not the same thing. You do not get the momentum and advantage of a personal connection and relationship and the ego stroking between the interviewer and the interviewee. That's important. So simply listening to more podcasts alone isn't nearly as valuable as going out and getting in the game of interviewing them yourselves. Number four, and this is the one you're all going to cringe about, start a damn blog. You know, start a damn blog already or get involved in one of our heroic communities. I can help you do this. If you hate writing, start a video blog, you know, a vlog or start a podcast or create some kick-ass slide decks. If you refuse to create content here to create these assets that, that really enhance your value, you're basically refusing to do any work on your own behalf. And I really can't help you. If you're in my insider group, I'm already helping you and will continue to do so because I get psyched at seeing more people find heroic ways to make shit happen. This is a huge unfair advantage and you can hack the brain and influence people to see the value that you see in yourself by creating content that is visual, interactive, and persistent. So, you know, one of the things here is how did I get inside the doors uh, at Yahoo and Google and Cisco? I kid you not, I used these steps. I used these methods and people at, at Consulting Shop X saw and were impressed by an early iteration of GetHeroic.com when it was more of like an, a tiny little adventure blog, but it had cool graphics, a great layout, and I was committed to creating some good content as best I could, but it was very personal. These methods, they were impressed by that. And that they brought me into their outfit, which led me to these other doors and opportunities. This methods, you know, these methods work as long as you do. I went from intern to communities are to senior social analyst by using these methods and all, you know, all the other heroic arsenal that I talk about and deliver to my clients and the things that I talk about on this show. You can do this too. It's that simple. Okay, quick recap. I know I'm talking fast, but hopefully you're liking that because you can keep up that way. And uh, hopefully I've dissuaded you uh, from complaining about or expecting fairness in life. It's ridiculous. Just dump it from your operating system. Hopefully you're looking for ways to cultivate unfair advantages in life to build the life that you want. Uh, and I introduced you to the, uh, the, the hidden job network in the corporate underground. We're going to be coming back to that concept and I'll tell you more specific tools, platforms, um, and, and the way those things work there. And I gave you that personal invitation. You can check, check out the show notes at, at getheroic.com. It's not, I'm not talking about LinkedIn here. There's no LinkedIn group involved or something like that. It's not, nothing so small. Um, and I just went through that four-step uh, formula for dirigible architecture. Basically, the game plan that is proven that I've used that will help you upgrade your life and your career. So hopefully that's, you know, that's not bad. I really hope you believe that I'm delivering on my promise to get you mission ready for life and giving you a little bit of technology, leadership, and culture here. Please, please, please do me the favor and the honor of sharing this episode with a friend. Write me a review uh, for this podcast uh, on your phone. Um, you know, if if it's one star, I'm okay with that. You know, tell I'll, I'll read the feedback. You can tell me how to step up my game. If it's five stars, thank you so much, right? 
and tune into the next episode. So without further ado, I am tongue-tied and exhausted and now it's almost time to get out of here. So let's enjoy this jam session. Here we go. hidden track after party for episode 13 i am going to share a secret of my own sloth and laziness that's going to save you 1200 bucks right so if you pay attention uh often on these episodes i invite you to join my insider group over at getheroic.com however if you click on the, the the store to find uh the memberships uh there you'll notice that there's a hefty price tag and it's totally worth it for the level of, you're interacting directly with me and other pros and my team as well and other members as well. But uh, for you listening to this hidden track, just for sticking around and checking this out and being awesome and rocking out to the jam session and, and checking out the after party. And because I'm too busy to fix this hidden loophole, I can get you in for free. You will get in for free if you click on the Heroic Insider button on the top menu. And the reason that it's free, if you go through that, you, it'll take you to a landing page. You'll see an application. If you fill that out, you'll get uh, placed in the free pile because on all the back end, the bells and whistles, it's just the way that it's configured um, for the, the, the launch of the Insider Group. And I just haven't had the time to upgrade it yet. So I don't know how long I'm going to leave it that way, but there's an open loophole that I just figured this was a good way to give you a total freebie um, to help you get mission ready for life. And you can check out the insider group and this will give you an accountability group if you need it. And if you want to enjoy a, a, a good Slack team outside of your work, outside of the work that you're already doing and outside of other accountability groups you may be a member of, it's a good one to, to be in and you're getting advice and, and direct interaction with me. So Please check that out. It's the Heroic Insider Group. It's on the menu at getheroic.com. All right, here it is, the final jam session in the push home. If you're out on a run or at a workout, you know, let's pump out the last 30 seconds. Give it all you got. <laughs> 